Hey friends, and welcome to episode 82 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire women seeking better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. And in today's episode, I'm pulling back the curtain and sharing with you the exact steps I take every single Sunday in order to start my week with success. Whether you call it getting a game plan, doing a weekly planning session, or any other number of things, the success of your week can be directly linked to how well you plan ahead. So today, I'm sharing why Sunday prep is a non-negotiable at our house and why Sunday is the day that I choose and the day that I recommend for planning your week. You'll hear the exact list of things I cross off my list while I'm planning and the tools I use to make it happen. And finally, I'll blast through some of the common obstacles that can get in the way of getting your game plan. Oh, and one more thing, and this is exciting. If you listen in on how I plan my week in this episode and your wheels start turning and you want to get your own game plan, I'm here to coach you through it and help you make it happen. Introducing Get a Game Plan, three steps to design your winning week. Get a Game Plan is my proven three-step process for getting your priorities straight, designing an ideal week, and doing a weekly planning session, just like the one I talk about in this episode. If you want to get your game plan and win your week before it starts, Head to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash game plan to get access to my brand new course, Get a Game Plan. Your sanity and stress-free weeks will thank you. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and listening in the car while you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes while you're listening. But don't worry, I got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes, plus links to any resources I'll mention, including Get a Game Plan. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 82. And if you haven't yet, I encourage you to click that subscribe button in order to be notified as soon as new episodes go live. And if you like what you hear, I'd be so grateful for your reviews. I know I always say this, but seriously, your reviews play a huge role in helping others find It's About Time in the search results, and it means so much to have your support and to hear your feedback. All right, it's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. If I didn't get a game plan every weekend, I would be frantic, frazzled, and perpetually stressed out. I'm not joking. 
Our lives have so many different moving parts. Work, home, life, family, health, wellness, friendships, hobbies, maybe. And now that I'm a mom to two little girls, I've got even more plates spinning in the air at any given moment. That's why my Sunday prep routine is absolutely key to my success. And that trickles down to my family's success. Sunday prep impacts what we eat, where we're going, when we get there, even what we wear. Well, what my two-year-old little girl, Millie, wears at least. And before you get intimidated thinking I'm about to unleash some kind of complicated two-hour in-depth planning session, let me stop you right there. This is simple. (laughs) If it were complicated, I wouldn't do it. The point is to keep your planning session simple so you'll actually do it and reap the rewards. So before I dive into what I do, let me give a quick overview of why I plan. It comes down to two words, and if you've been around here for a while, you might be able to guess what they are. Those two words are decision fatigue. You know, that feeling where we run out of gas when it comes to decision making, And so we get kind of sloppy. In a nutshell, our decision-making ability is like gas in a gas tank. We wake up every morning with a full tank. And every time we make a decision, whether it's a big decision or a small decision, every time we make a decision, we use up a little bit of that gas. So that by the time it's 8, 9 p.m., we're tired And most, if not all, of our decision-making fuel is zapped. That's why so many bad decisions happen at night. I'm looking at you, ice cream with chocolate syrup, calling to me from the freezer right now. So take that limited amount of decision-making fuel we have and add in the fact that we're making something like 35,000 decisions every single day. And listen to this, according to researchers at Cornell University, around 225 of those decisions are just about food in a single day. Isn't that bananas? So it's no wonder that we feel snappy and crabby when we open the fridge at 6.30 p.m. wondering what we're going to pull together for dinner and why picking up the phone and ordering pizza feels like the best way to find some relief in the moment. Trust me. There's a time and a place for pizza, more on that a little later, but after a while, even last minute pizza gets old. So yeah, limited decision fuel, lots of decisions to be made, and we want to make good decisions, not frantic, frazzled, stressed out decisions. That's why getting a game plan like my Sunday prep comes in. Sunday prep is my, is our opportunity to make a whole bunch of decisions in advance so we're not wasting that precious decision-making fuel and bonus we're not wasting time during the week because if your weeks are anything like mine once monday morning hits they can sometimes feel about like jumping on the freeway and driving 80 miles an hour non-stop until exiting on friday afternoon non-stop pedal to the metal swept up go go go. And you might be wondering, why Sunday? Why not first thing Monday morning? Or why not last thing Friday afternoon? When it comes down to it, 
you've got to do what works best for you. You know your schedule. For me, Sunday works best. I've tried Friday afternoon. I've tried Monday morning. And I always go back to Sunday. I think Friday afternoon or the final hours of your last workday of the week, starting in June, for me, that will be Thursday. But anyway, Friday afternoon is a great time to reflect on the past week of work. What did you accomplish? What new ideas did you have that you might want to pursue? What is left unfinished and needs to be bumped to next week? What deadlines or project milestones need to be shuffled around? All of these work-related questions are great for Friday afternoon when the week is still fresh. And I've found that if I try to do the things I typically include in my Sunday prep, which you'll hear about in a second, it ends up feeling too cumbersome. And then I skip steps or rush through it. And that doesn't benefit anyone. Last thing on Friday afternoon, I'm just ready for the weekend. I'm ready for a break. And again, remember, we want to keep things simple. And Monday mornings. Monday mornings are a great opportunity to do an overview, a look ahead of the work week ahead of you. Lately, I've been doing money and marketing on Monday morning. A quick review of my business and family finances, checking in on the budgets, and making sure that my marketing content is queued up and ready to go. You'll see in just a second when I give a breakdown of what I do during my Sunday prep, but waiting until Monday morning to do all the things I do on Sunday would just make me feel behind. So for me, Friday, end of day is for work reflection with a little bit of looking and planning ahead. And Monday morning is for making sure that all the trains are on the track and that I'm ready to rock and roll into the work week. So Sunday ends up being the perfect fit for life and family prep. And I'm able to step into the week feeling calm, prepared, and ready for just about anything. So here's what my Sunday prep includes. First, I gather all the things. And by all the things, that's usually just something that I can look at my Google Calendar on. Sometimes it's just my iPhone, sometimes it's my laptop, and sometimes it's my iPad. See? Flexible. As long as I can see my Google Calendar. And you've probably heard me mention before that I'm a simplified planner user, a paper planner. Without getting too deep in the weeds, I use sort of a hybrid system. I keep my important appointments in my Google Calendar, and I use my paper simplified planner day by day to map out my time blocks and plan the day. But that's another episode for another time. Anyway, first, I gather all the things. And like I said, all the things just includes something that I can take a look at my Google Calendar on. So first, I'll scan the week ahead. What's on the agenda? What appointments do I have? Are there any meetings? What does the week look like? My girls are too little right now to have a bunch of activities or a busy school schedule. But if they did have dance lessons or t-ball practice, this is when I double check their schedules too, just to make sure that I've got a handle on all of the moving parts. Then after I've done a survey of the week, my next step is to block out drive time or transition time on my calendar. 
Yep. That is one of the biggest not-so-secret secrets to getting places on time, adding in drive time on your calendar. I even have a recurring appointment on my calendar for Millie's daycare drop-off. Adding in drive time on my calendar helps me do two things. It keeps me from accidentally scheduling something else too close to another appointment that would stretch me too thin and make me late due to the too tight transition time. And two, it requires me to be realistic about what I can actually fit into a given day. You see, most of the time when we don't accomplish everything on our too long to-do list, it's not because we're not productive enough. It's because we weren't realistic about the contents of our list. And most of the time when we're late, it's because we didn't fully consider transition time. Maybe you know it takes about 25 minutes for you to get to your doctor's office. But if you don't factor in having to possibly park two blocks away and use your parking app to pay the virtual meter and then walk the two blocks, and maybe it's raining, you're probably going to be late. One of my former time management clients actually used to run into a similar problem when she traveled for work. She'd leave for the airport with enough time to drive there but she would completely forget to factor in parking in the parking garage and then making that walk from long-term parking over to the terminal. Yikes. Anyway, so first, I scan the week ahead. Second, I add in time blocks for drive time or transition time. And once I've done that, third, I'll scope out any tough spots. What days are super busy? What evenings do I have a junior league meeting or another community meeting? Is my husband Scott on call that week or working longer hours some days? Identifying the tough spots and possible obstacles gives me the opportunity to talk with Scott and map out solutions in advance. Typically, he picks Millie up from school each day. But by scoping out the week in advance, we're able to be doubly sure who is doing what each day. And if I've got an evening meeting or he's working late, neither of us are caught off guard the day of. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. 
In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, in all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. So once I've identified any tough spots in the week, two things happen next. First, I'll compare the week ahead with my ideal week and start sketching out some time blocks. What can I realistically accomplish this week with the time I have available? And if you're wondering, wait, what? What's an ideal week? Stop what you're doing right now and go listen to episode 48. Episode 48 is called My Secret to Getting Everything Done, Why You Need an Ideal Week. And Simply put, having an ideal week is a key ingredient for a less stressful week. So go listen to that episode and then come back. All right. So and second, I'll start planning meals for the week. Tough spots first, meal plan second. Why? Because if you know that you're going to have a stressful day with back-to-back meetings or an evening meeting, just go ahead and plan to order Chinese that night or plan a slow cooker meal. And by the way, if you want a deeper dive into meal planning, head over to episode 68, which is all about how to start meal planning or take your meal planning to the next level. So while I'm in meal planning mode, I'll head over to the pantry, fridge, and freezer to see what we already have on hand. And then I'll use that as a jumping off point to set the menu for the week. That helps us use what we've got and cut back on being wasteful. There's nothing I hate more than tossing out expired food. So we always head over to the pantry, fridge, and freezer first before we start planning meals. And in addition to planning dinners, I also decide what I'll have for lunch in the week ahead. Lately, I am on a kick where I'm having a ham and Swiss sandwich with sour cream and onion, toasted Ritz chips, and a mandarin orange fruit cup with a mini Dr. Pepper. Maybe it's not the healthiest thing, but I'm really enjoying that right now. But anyway, Scott also brings his lunch to work, and so he'll add his lunch request in too. Once meals are planned and we know what we're having for lunch and dinner, we'll make the grocery list and we'll use Shipped to put in a grocery order. So you might have heard me mention Shipped before, and just in case you're not familiar, Shipped is a grocery delivery service. We'll shop our local grocery store using the Shipped app, and our groceries are delivered to our door within a few hours, saving us time spent wandering the aisles at the store and saving us money spent on impulse purchases like M&Ms in the checkout line. Head over to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash shipped, that's S-H-I-P-T, to save $10 on a membership. And I'll also link this shipped in the show notes. After the grocery order is locked and loaded in the shipped app, I head over to the dry erase calendar in our hallway and write up the menu for the week. 
Not only is it a helpful reminder that we have a plan, which helps us stick to the plan, but it cuts back on any confusion and, hey, what's for dinner again? Back and forth. It's there on the dry erase calendar for all to see. So those are the pieces of the Sunday routine that are done in a specific order because each step preps me for the next one. Knowing what my week looks like helps me make a meal plan that fits our life that week. But there are a few things that I do every Sunday that can be done just about any time that day in no particular order. Laundry. Not all the laundry, but always the towels. On Sunday, I always make sure that we have clean towels for the week ahead. I also pick out all of Millie's outfits for school. We have a pretty tight morning routine that we follow, and from the time I open her bedroom door and sing good morning to you until I snap her into the car seat, it's one thing after the other, always in the same order. Having a routine keeps things predictable and helps her know what's next, and it's just so much easier to walk into her room and head straight for her outfit of the day, hanging up on her little hook. She's only fought me on an outfit choice once, and I just grabbed the next day's outfit and offered that one to her instead. You can wear the cat shirt or the strawberry shirt. Which one? She went with the cat shirt. I've picked out her outfits a week at a time on Sunday since she started going to daycare when she was six months old. It just works really well for us. Honestly, if I worked in an office or did daily video Zoom meetings, I would probably pick out my outfits a week at a time too. It just cuts back on one less decision to make in the mornings when I'm still a little groggy. And finally, every Sunday, we eat pizza. Yes, seriously, every Sunday, we eat pizza. Most of the time, it's a frozen pizza, but sometimes we get Domino's and sometimes we get takeout from a fancy pizza place, but Sundays are for pizza. Why? Well, first of all, pizza is Scott's favorite food. His groom's cakes at our wedding were shaped like pizza, pepperoni and supreme cut the mushrooms, and displayed in cardboard pizza boxes from a New Orleans pizza joint near our house. Second of all, pizza means we don't have a ton of kitchen cleanup to do, and it's a no-brainer for us while we're focused on prepping for the week ahead. I highly recommend creating a tradition like this at your house. Maybe you don't do pizza every Sunday, but maybe you have spaghetti every Sunday or you have burgers every Sunday. I just, it's something fun to look forward to. It's one less decision to make. And if you choose something simple, it's less to clean up in the kitchen while you're getting ready for the week. So to recap, my Sunday prep routine includes scanning the week ahead, adding in drive time or transition time, identifying tough spots in the week and talking them through with Scott to sort things out. Then meal planning, putting together the grocery list and making a grocery order, writing the menu on the dry erase board, and then at some point, we do laundry to make sure that we have towels for the week. I pick out a week's worth of Millie's outfits, and we eat pizza for dinner. 
So you might be wondering, what if Sunday is totally crazy, jam-packed day, and there's no time to do any of this? For example, like what if we're traveling home from spending time at my parents' house up in Winfield, which is several hours away from where we live? So I'll say to that, rarely is life too crazy for the bare minimum Sunday planning. But that's mainly because we try to keep our Sundays as low-key as possible. And if a Sunday is going to be jam-packed, we almost always know in advance, so we find a new time to plan, even if that looks like different parts of the process being spread to Saturday or maybe even Monday morning or evening. So here's an example. Last time we drove home from visiting my parents, who live in Winfield, we had a four-hour car ride, which turned into an almost five-hour car ride, and we got home on Sunday evening. On the drive home, we talked through the week ahead because I was able to look at my Google Calendar on my iPhone. We made our game plan for what we would do when we got home. So once we arrived, we parked, we unloaded the car, and I started laundry. Scott checked the pantry, fridge, and freezer and started sketching out a meal plan. I pulled Millie's outfits that evening before she went to bed, and we had a frozen pizza for dinner. Doing a weekly planning session can feel daunting if you have this whole idea in your head that it's supposed to be this big, long, drawn-out production, but it's not, and it doesn't have to be. You know what's best for you and your family, and know what the bare minimum is that will help you start your week with success. For us, it's a meal plan and a grocery order, bare minimum. And if you really want more insight and to set yourself up for success week after week after week, then I invite you to check out Get a Game Plan, Three Steps to Design Your Winning Week over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash game plan. Inside Get a Game Plan, you'll find videos, a workbook, and a step-by-step guide to prioritize, design your ideal week, and create a weekly planning session that works for you. But most importantly, you'll find a simple system for cutting back on decision fatigue and winning your week before it starts. This is the same process I've walked hundreds of busy women through live and the same process I share with my one-on-one time management coaching clients. And now it's available to you for the first time completely on demand. You don't have to wait for me to host a workshop to get a game plan. You can sit and take in the whole process in one sitting or press play on a video whenever you've got a few extra minutes. Either way, Get a Game Plan will help you do just that. Get a game plan for your week so you can step into Monday feeling calm, prepared, and ready for anything. You can get your game plan at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash game plan or over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 82. So there you have it. I hope that giving you a peek into my step-by-step Sunday prep is helpful for you and gives you some inspiration and a jumping off point so you can do your own Sunday prep. And if you thought this episode was helpful and you know someone who would love some Sunday prep inspiration, please share this episode. It's super easy. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, just click the three dots down in the bottom right-hand corner and tap share to text this episode to a friend. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon. 
Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.